0: I appreciate those specials. Brother George, aren't you thankful I taught you how to sing like that yesterday? Amen. Amen. I like that version. You know, that's the Elvis Presley version. I like that. That sounded wonderful. Thank you, brother. I give him a hard time, but he also gives me a hard time, don't you? Yeah. You know what uh, pretty evident isn't it every time you go to the store all you see is trees and lights and reindeers and elves and all that other stuff the big chubby guy with the red suit uh and i'm not about to tell you parents and grandparents how to celebrate christmas with your kids and grandkids i'd never do that But while you were in the pew, I am going to tell you who the real reason for the season is about. And I am going to tell you that God, in eternity past, and this is hard for this little feeble mind to conceive, but in eternity past, even before he decided to create, the heavens and the earth and placed man in the Garden of Eden, he already devised a plan to redeem us because of his love and grace. That's what I call a wonderful God. So with that said, turn to Genesis. And I know you said Genesis, that's a funny place to start for a Christmas message. But no, no, it's not. Genesis chapter 3, and stand with me if you will. I promise you I don't have 20 verses. (laughs) (laughs) And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, And it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception in sorrow. Thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband. And he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam, he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, And hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. And in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all li- living. And unto Adam also and his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. And the Lord God said, Behold, the, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil, now lest he be He put forth his hand to take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden till the ground from whence he was taken. And so he drove out the man and placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time come together to worship you in spirit and in truth and dear God I just pray now as we break the bread of life that Lord you'll speak to our hearts through your spirit may your word Lord be brought forth may it be preached boldly and with authority and, and dear God may our ears and our hearts be open to receive what you have for us this morning pray you'll give me the words Lord and bring to my mind those things I've studied and Lord I don't know the spiritual condition of those that are here, but if there's one here that knows not Christ, let this be the day they trust Jesus as Savior before it's too late. Father, be with the prayer requests. Be with the sick, the afflicted. Be with those that's lost loved ones. And Lord, we pray for our country. Pray for the leaders of this country that will look to you for guidance. Lord, we pray for our troops and their families. Protect them. And bring them back to a grateful nation. Have your way in this service. May everything said and done bring honor and glory to you. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman. Between thy seed and her seed and it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel that is the very first prophecy concerning God sending the Lamb of God into the world in fact that's called in the Latin word it's proto evangelium It's a Latin word, and yes, I did pay a little attention when I was in school. Not a lot, but a little. And it means the first gospel. That's what it means, the first gospel. Here we find God saying that even though man sinned in the garden and death was pronounced because all men have sinned, that he would provide a perfect lamb that would take the place of me and you because we're not capable ever, will we ever be capable of doing enough to save ourselves. But this is where it started. But let's go back. Let's let's get to the context because sometimes we leave out the context of things. God created the heaven and the earth how many of you believe in creation do your head like that everybody should believe in creation god created the heavens and the earth everything was perfect he placed adam and even the garden and think about this everything was perfect he gave adam dominion man dominion over all of god's creation there was no pain there was no death there was no sorrow I mean, perfect. And for a while, you couldn't beat it. But see, (laughs) then came an old serpent controlled by the devil. And the devil convinced Eve that God was holding out on them. You see, God said, you can do anything you want here. You have dominion. The only thing I command you not to do is right there in the center of a garden is the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Leave it alone. Anything else, yours. Do as you see fit. So the old serpent came to Eve and said, God's holding out on you. He knows that if you partake of that tree, you're going to be just like him. And He don't want you to do that. Well, the Bible doesn't say how many times it went back and forth between her and the old serpent. But she looked, beheld with her eyes, and guess what she did? She partook of it, and then she gave to her husband. And I will say this. She didn't force him to do anything. He freely took the forbidden fruit. And now they had a perfect fellowship with God before sin came into the world in the garden. They used to walk in the evening, the cool of the evening. Can you imagine having that kind of fellowship to literally walk with God? One of these days, we're going to get to see our God. We're going to get to be around him. Maybe we'll have that opportunity. So. God is looking for them. And by the way, He's God. He knows where they are. Okay? But they're hiding from Him. They took fig leaves and they made themselves little aprons to cover themselves because the moment they partook of the fruit, something happened. They knew something changed because the Bible says when they opened their eyes, they saw that they were naked. They became ashamed. So they hid themselves from God. And God was calling out to them, Adam, where art thou? Let me just say this. How many times has God had to call out to us? He's called out to me many years ago. All the time. John, where are you? Where are you? And just like Adam, hiding behind a tree or a bush, Didn't want him to see what I was doing. But can I tell you something? He sees everything. You can't hide from him. That's right, brother. So now, he sees them. And now comes the blame game. Lord, that woman, that woman that you gave me She gave me to eat of that tree. And of course, Eve. Well, that old serpent. He made me do it. How many of you in your past have said the devil made me do it? I used to say that all the time. That was my excuse. Well, the devil made me do it. No, I did it because I wanted to do it. And because I'm a sinner. Okay? I'm a sinner. And I'm not a sinner because I sin. I'm a sinner because sin indwells me. And it's just the way it is. We are born to sin. But God says, where did you get that? Who told you you were naked and what have you done? What have you done? Well, what they did was they brought sin and cursings into the world. And at that very moment, things began to die. Things changed. So, we come to the first gospel. And oh, what a gospel. He says, and I will put enmity between thee and... And the woman. Who's he talking to? He's talking to the devil, Satan, Lucifer. And by the way, how many of you have read Isaiah 14? It's good stuff. How about Ezekiel 28? You want to know about the devil? His origin? Those two books will give you the definition and who he is and what his deal was you see the devil's problem was he wanted to become God he wanted to take God off the throne and become God himself and he's always been that way. and he's tried his best through time to thwart the plan of God now the Bible says that he would put enmity what does that word mean anybody enmity hate okay By the way, Satan does hate the Lord. What else? Hatred, hate. It also means enemy. Enemy. And Satan is the devout enemy of our God, but he's also the devout devout enemy of me and you. Amen. And notice what he says. Between thee and the woman... And between thy seed and her seed. Wait a second. What? Her seed? You see, when God created, seed always comes from the male. Not women. This right here is the very first prophecy concerning the virgin birth of Christ. Understand this morning, if you're in a church or you are watching a religious program on TV and they don't believe in the virgin birth of Christ, that is a false church. And you're wasting your time and God's time listening to that heresy and blasphemy. Listen, Jesus was virgin born. How do I know? Was I there? No, I wasn't there, but God's Word tells me. Isaiah 7, 14 tells me that the Lamb of God, the Savior of the world, that one that would be born called Emmanuel, and by the way, that's interpreted God with us, would be born of a virgin. And I know scientists and some of our big schools of knowledge and wisdom, at least that's what they claim, will tell our kids that, oh, it's impossible for a virgin to conceive and have a child. They're wrong. Because there's nothing impossible with God. And by the way, the only way Jesus could be the perfect sacrifice to take away the sin of the world, he couldn't have been born by an earthly father. It had to be the Holy Spirit. And let me go ahead and say this. His birth wasn't just unique because he was virgin born. His birth is unique because, Brother Ciro, he's God. He's God. And let me go ahead and tell you again. If you're in a church that doesn't believe in the deity of Jesus Christ, that Christ is God, you're in a false church. Amen. Now, notice what it says. And I'll put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt. Bruise his heel. Now, that word bruise. You say, well, it's just a bruise. No, it's true. Satan had done his best to bruise the heel of our Savior, the Lamb. How do I know that? Well, remember when Jesus came into the world, what was the first thing Satan tried to do. Kill all of the male children. Two years and under. Infants. And then. He tried to bruise the heel of Jesus. When he said. At the Mount of Temptation. Come over here. Bow down. Worship me. And I'll give you all of this. Well here's the thing. He already had everything. Yes. Satan didn't have anything new to offer him. And then he tried to. To get the Lord to die without going to the cross. Bruised his heel. It wasn't a crushing blow. But according to God, he told that the woman's seed would bruise the head of Satan. In other words, it was a crushing blow. When did that happen? When he died on the cross. That's when he was dealt that deadly blow. Can I share with you a second? I, from time to time, read about the crucifixion, and I pretty much I know it. Not that I'm anything, but I know it. I've read it. I've studied it. But I don't do it to say, look at me. Look at how smart I am as a preacher. Look at how much better I am. No, no, no. The reason I read about the crucifixion is to remind me what Jesus did for me and for you. You see, I break it down. I start. With him at a mock trial. I start with him. Before. The Sanhedrin. And the chief priest. Oh the religionists of the day. And I see how he's treated. How he's mocked. I see him go to Herod. And Herod says. You know what? Hopefully he's here. He'll show us a miracle. He'll put on a show for us. Jesus never said a word. Herod sends him to Pilate. Pilate, of course, Pilate says, you know, I find no fault in the man. And he washed his hands, signifying he's not guilty, but he's guilty, you're guilty, I'm guilty, the world is guilty. And the chief priests want him out of the picture. And people that he came to save were the very ones that cried out, crucify him, crucify him. And it would have been enough if they would have just carried him to Calvary, but no, 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 no. They had to ridicule, mock him. They had to beat him. And every time I read about him being beat by that cat of nine tails, it reminds me He took my place. He took my place. Every time they put a robe and a crown of thorns on his head and bowed before him, mocking him and pulling his beard, slapping him, saying, who did it? Who did it? If you're the son of God, who did it? It reminds me. He did all of that. For you and me. Every time. I read. And they're driving the nails. To his hands and his feet. And suspended. On that cross on Calvary. Between heaven. And earth. I'm reminded. As the blood. Runs down the cross. That it was. For you and me. What a Savior. And God knew this all along. And can I remind you? I think sometimes we forget. Yes, Jesus is the Son of God. Yes, He is God. But understand God Himself placed Himself on the cross. He literally became sin for you and me. I love what Romans 5.8 says. God commended His love toward us. What did He commend? His love toward us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see, that's the very first gospel and here is the thing and I've thought of this as I was studying this week Adam and Eve disobeyed God came into the world there was a change and of course they tried to cover themselves up with fig leaves And you know That's like society today. You see, we wear the fig leaves of religion and being good and doing what we think can earn us a place in heaven, but it's of no avail. God himself had to kill the first animal with his own hands. You see, the Bible says that without the shedding of blood... There is no remission of sin. In other words, no forgiveness for sin. An innocent has to die for the guilty. And understand, Adam and Eve had never seen anything killed before, died before. And they witnessed with their own eyes God himself sacrificing an animal. You say, preacher, what kind of animal was it? The Bible doesn't say. I just know that he made a covering for them. And sinner friend, the only way you're going to get to heaven is for you to be covered. And it must be by the blood of Jesus. And that covering that is placed upon you at the time of conversion is the righteousness of Christ. Understand, God himself. Had to kill. And as I think about all that Jesus had to go through, and for us as his creation, and by the way, I know you know this. But I'll just remind you, we were created to fellowship with God. God wanted us to fellowship with him. So he created us out of the dust of the ground. But listen to me. From the moment sin entered into the equation, Everything began to die. Yes, Adam lived fairly long. So did Eve. I don't remember exactly how old, but it's a lot longer than 70 years today. But understand something. They died. Send a friend, understand something. Don't know how long we have But we all come to the same end. We're going to die if the Lord doesn't return in our lifetime. And what you do with Christ is the only thing that's going to determine where you will spend eternity. That's why it's important that you're covered. Covered garment of salvation. Covered by the blood of the Lamb. I have been given many blessings in my life. I've been given gifts. My wife is a gift. Yes, I said it in front of everybody you're a (laughs) gift. My children are gifts, my grandchildren. My church is a gift. But the greatest gift I have ever received is a gift, that's right, sister, salvation. I would not trade it or take anything this world could offer for what I have. But the Lord, out of love and out of grace, promised that there would come one that would be a warrior and he would do what Adam couldn't do. He came, he lived a perfect sinless life doing the will of the Father knowing that one day as time went by day after day it was one day closer and closer to the reason he came. it was the cross and he did it because he loves every one of us if you possess Christ as your savior you have salvation folks you have it all amen you have it all but here's the sad thing we have loved ones, and we know people out there in the world that don't have what we have. They don't know this verse here, Genesis 3.15. How can they if we're not willing to tell them? So I encourage you, as we begin the holiday season, and it's amazing, they were showing Christmas Stuff and advertisements on TV even before Halloween. Why, wouldn't it be nice if they got it right? And said so the reason we celebrate it's about Jesus. It's about a loving Heavenly Father. Wouldn't it be nice? But no, it's all about merchandise. That's right, sister. But it'd be nice. If the world recognized what Jesus did for them. The sacrifice that he made. It would be nice. God promised the lamb. The lamb came. Have you accepted the lamb? You See if you're saved praise the Lord. But if you're not saved. Won't you come to him? He wants to save you. He'll save you. Have the right kind of Christmas. For well, you know you're a born-again child of God. Tell you what, I didn't know the true meaning of Christmas till I met him. But boy, once I met him, I understood what Christmas right about. So, in close. Next time, you pick up the Bible. You're in the Old Testament. I hope this is marked in your Bible, but if not, read it and then mark it. That's the first gospel. That's the first promise that God would provide a lamb. And did He provide a lamb? Oh, He sure did. A perfect lamb. The devil, yeah, He's bruised the heel of our Savior. Absolutely, he did. God said he would. You know, anything that God says is true. But it was Jesus that gave us the ultimate victory. When he delivered a fatal blow to the head of Satan. You see, Satan's fate is already determined. Amen? Amen. Hell is where he will be forever and forever. Why do you think he's causing turmoil today like he is? Because he knows his time is almost up. So child of God, stay prayed up and stay in the word of God and stay in church and keep looking at that eastern sky because he's coming. I've said it many times. He's coming. Are you going? I can only answer for me. I'm going. If you get left behind, I'm sorry. You can't blame me. You definitely can't blame God. Because you have heard it over and over. You have no one to blame but yourself. Well, I thought I had time. Let me tell you about time. There goes time. Time is a vapor. Peers for a little time and vanishes away. Listen, life is short. Don't think that, well, I'm gonna live forever. I know when I was young I thought that. I used to look at people my age, my aunt and uncles at this age, and say, Good night they're old. They're ancient. <laughs> now I'm that age and I'm thinking, where did time go? Well, they weren't as old as I thought. Thank you, Brother Antonio. Say that again. Maybe you'll convince me. I brother, I tell you what, yeah. I get up every morning, snap, crackle, pop. I just go Lori goes, stand up straight. I can't. I can't. Uh, These bodies were made to wear out. You know why? Because we're gonna get new ones if we know Jesus. New ones. And one day, you know, just as the Garden of Eden was perfect, one day in heaven it's going to be perfect. And oh my goodness. I can't wait. But I'm supposed to occupy it till it comes. Child of God, do you know the real meaning of Christmas? Do you know that God provided a lamb? He was promised and God delivered 2,000 years ago. And on a cross, on a hill in Jerusalem, Jesus laid down his life so that you and I can make peace with God. And he, on the third day, came out, of that tomb, a victor. And because he lives, he promises eternal life to all that will receive him by simple childlike faith. And you know what? Everybody can do that. So, what do you need this morning? Would you